0: And then here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com.
1: Well, we had a choice steak, fish. Yes, yeah, yes, I remember I had lasagna. How oh, do you want that cooked? not you a cook for bloody self? You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink.
2: Work. He likes the town, he paints toy soldiers, and he's good. Give us a bottle of your refined champagne,
1: five sugar cocktails,
2: and some bread for my brother. Now here you are, the best the spaghetti in a town Hey everyone, it's Matt
1: Knudson, and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch podcast. If you've never listened to the show before, basically I go out to lunch with people at restaurants that are open for business and we just hang out and casually chat over a midday meal. Uh, if this is not your first time listening to the show and you are a regular listener, all of that information that I said is, is still true and valid. Um, I am happy to be joined by, uh, by my guests today, two great comedians, Jimmy Dore. And Joe Bartnick. I'm going to get into the episode post-haste. My first guest is the one and only Jimmy Dore. Jimmy is a comics comic, which means all the comedians watch Jimmy when he's on stage. That's basically what that means. And if you can get a comedian to leave the bar... To come watch your set uh, That is uh, that is the true definition of a comics comic If that weren't enough uh, He has so much going on right now He has a new comedy special Called Sentenced to Live Sentenced to Live, you can check that out He also wrote a book Your country is just not that into you And of course you know him from his Extremely popular podcast The Jimmy Door Show You can find him on Twitter At Jimmy underscore Door, J-I-M-M-Y underscore D-O-R-E or at jimmydorecomedy.com. And just for the record, I do this all the time, just so that you know who's talking when you hear their voice. Jimmy Dore sounds like this.
0: And you just see like these people have no experience. They decide I was wanting to open a restaurant. What'd you do before? I was a mailman. What? <laughs> what? And what did you do? I had nothing. Right. And now we're doing this and they don't know what the and they got all the food, not and I'm like, what there's no health inspectors ever
1: Not to be a contrarian, but uh, I actually went to that mailman's restaurant and um, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. My other guest is Joe Bartnick. Joe is also another great comedian. Uh, You can find him on Bill Burr's All In Comedy Tour. He's traveling across the country doing that. He also wrote a book, You Might Be a Douchebag. And his new album, Salute, is available on his website and on iTunes. Give him a follow at Joe Bartnick on Twitter, J-O-E-B-A-R-T-N-I-C-K. Add Joe Bartnick, and his website is joebartnick.com. And Joe Bartnick, the man, sounds like this.
2: My kidneys now can withstand anything. Like, I can, I can go to bed. Here's how lazy I am. I can, like, have to take a piss when I go to bed it, yeah. and just, like, sleep a normal night and just wake Congratulations. up. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Yet another reason to envy Joe Bartnick. And I'm envious of you because you get to listen to this episode of the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Go to grabbinglunch.com. You can see pictures of my guests, listen to previous episodes, uh, leave comments in the blog section, be a part of the Grabbing Lunch community. You'll be glad that you did. Also, visit my website, mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com, or give me a follow on Twitter, at Matt Knudsen. New episodes of the Grabbing Lunch Podcast come out every other week. So make sure and subscribe on iTunes. Give it a follow on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher Radio. Go on iTunes, leave a five-star review and write something nice. Hey buddy, I'll do it for your podcast. And with that, away we go. This is episode 880 eight episodes of the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Uh, and you can get them all for free by subscribing on iTunes, and they'll be automatically downloaded. Okay, that is it. com, episode 80, Jimmy Dore, Joe Bartnick at Houston's in Pasadena. Let's eat. How are you, man? I woke up this morning, and the first thing I thought
0: about was this fucking sandwich.
1: Right. So I'm not trying to be a dick. Hey, listen, I've had it before, my brother. I completely get it. I think we had the conversation. I was, uh, um, you know, there's a Houston slash Hillstone down the street. I've had it before. There's like three things I get at this place. It's that sandwich, it's the pork ribs, and it's the Thai steak salad, which I'm probably going to roll with today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they changed uh the... some, the names of some of them to Hillstones, right? In right. an effort to avoid Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: Class I. acts that they are. Yeah. yeah. According to uh, Salon.com, uh, they're trying to do a takedown. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I have this feeling like all the time. Well, so
0: that music will fuck it up, you think?
1: I, you know what? Honestly, uh, whatever the, our hangout is, I don't give a fuck. Okay. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's better when there's like low music. But I don't remember this hangout ever being this loud. Anymore. I okay, know. Music. I think you? no. Uh-huh. I think it's because there's so many people. If you could hear other people's conversations, they'd, they'd be. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never no, I've never noticed the music at fucking Houston's before. Course, but it's like actually kind day. of a nice Al Green with a yeah. little Cole Porter mix, you know.
0: It is kind of a nice. You know what? I-, I watch a periscope. This guy Mark Thompson. Yeah. So he periscopes every morning, and he's really, you know, he's a- he was the weatherman on Fox for years. Oh, that
1: Mark Thompson. And so uh, okay. he
0: does uh, lots of uh, voiceover work. He's won all these, you know. Emmys and stuff. He's really... And he's funny. He's got. He's a great broadcaster. Now he has his own show on KFI on 60, 640 oh, so every.
1: Oh, uh, I may day. have seen him on the bunch. Uh, the bus bench. Thompson at. and
0: Espinosa is what it's called. And... Uh-huh. Um, Hello, how are, are you? Did
1: you want to wait for to right before any drinks? Uh, I'm not going to have a drink. I'm, I'm good with the water. Yeah, like I'm I yeah. is what I mean. Can I get yeah. a... Uh, can I get it, a club soda? Club soda? And a water? Water would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mar Thompson... He was an old stand-up, or...?
0: And, uh, no, no, I just I just met him out here uh, through David Letterman. Letterman. Through David Feldman. Yeah. He knew him or something. He listened to my show also, according to him. Right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't try to challenge the veracity of that statement.
1: Really well done. Oh, really? What episode? Uh, who was okay. the guest? Uh, what did okay. you? Yeah.
0: All of them, man. I love all of them. Yeah. I'll, ever, all I'm of a don- <laughs> I'm a listener.
1: I'm a listener. Well, make me pick a favorite, Jimmy. So okay. he, here
0: he is. So he does a periscope. Dr. I they're
1: all out
2: of French nips. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to sit over there? I'm just thinking the same thing. Good,
1: good to it. see you, dude. Good to see you. And I hit record when Jimmy started walking up, so we already have. Oh, okay. We've already got the. So uh, you didn't even need me. Well, we've got the Houstons uh, with so text dodge I just want to say,
0: right yes, I just want, want to say right away to thank you to Matt for uh, uh, Accommodating my uh, taste buds today. Uh, I don't have many pleasures in life anymore. <laughs> and um, my wife is barren. Right. So we don't have the joy of that. And so my life is empty except... Well,
2: that- that's not much of a joy. Sure. <laughs>
1: like, my only joy in life is that my wife is barren. Oh no, well, that's
2: <laughs> I'd have more joy in my life if my wife was barren. Uh, how many kids you have? You have oh, just kids. one. No, just I love my kid. If she ever... If I die... Uh. <laughs> And she hears this.
1: If I die. Well, I mean, I... Unless I'm raptured into (laughs) heaven, I might die. Club service on its way, sir. Thank you very much.
2: Um... Okay. Uh, iced tea lemonade, Arnold Palmer, Club Soda. I'll, you have Sweet and Low? In here. Okay, I'll have a regular iced tea then. Regular. Thank you. What, what is
1: that? Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing a podcast. I call it Grabbing okay. Lunch with Mack and Utsin. These okay. are two comic buddies of mine. We're just right. hanging out and having lunch. Am yeah. I being recorded as we speak? As we speak, your voice is being recorded. Lovely. Is that okay? Uh, yes. Okay, Thank you. <laughs>
2: Yeah. He's a voice actor, of course. He's
1: a voice actor. He's still Mark Thompson. You
0: know? Who is so Mark Thompson? By the way, Thompson? so he does a. This is my friend Mark Thompson. I don't know if you know him. Mean, the he, old he, weather guy? Yeah. 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 No know, way. You now he has a talk show on KFI. Anyway, he does a periscope every morning, right around, right when I'm around waking up. And so as I'm making a coffee or something, he'll he goes over the newspapers, and he has music in the background, and it really yeah.
2: adds. Interesting. I'm
0: like that really does add to the. It's like a broadcast now. Right. And he has the voice, and he does all these voices, and it's actually yeah, very entertaining. Apparently yeah. he's
2: like a genius.
0: Mark he's, Thompson.
2: Yeah, no, he's I like graduated that. like a, he's like a bunch of really high end degrees.
0: Uh huh. Oh really? You know yeah. what? Yeah. He, he had a. Uh, he's a vegetarian. And uh So he's not that smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: but, You know I would be I would be a vegetarian if if the food was better. Right. That's what I say, right? But he I was at his house and he had these tacos and they instead of pork they had Jackfruit,
1: and I was like, "This
0: is gonna." Uh, is
1: that the one that's like cactus and there's fruit inside it? Let me it? tell you something. I, I don't know what it is, but it was delicious. Oh, interesting! It was so good. Wow, I was good like, I fun. could be a vegetarian if it tastes like this. Yeah, right. and I never have to make it. And make I never it. know as long as it's brought to me.
2: Well, I can be a you know, all because day. I don't want to be cut in a lie twenty years later on a podcast. I was a vegetarian for about a year. No uh, kidding. Yeah. I lost, I lost like a good 60 pounds. Holy I was shit. definitely going to die. Wow. Like for real oh, me, or me, me, like me. you felt like it? Yeah. Well, I was way overweight and drinking way too much and just uh, my girlfriend at the time was a vegetarian. I'm like, this might be the way to go. And it really, really, I lost a lot of weight. And then I just uh, kind of snapped. Like, yeah. like, 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 like uh, my friend Elizabeth, uh, she made, um, she brought in like something to eat. I'm just like. Oh, I'm going to try some of that. Because I'm like, I'm going home for Thanksgiving. I'm going to have my grandmother's meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to... And my grandfather's whiskey. Yeah. Like, I'm not going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to not eat my grandmother's meatballs. Right, no. right, And that was it. But it really helped me. I mean, it, it's totally healthy for you. And I will say this. I, I, I'm having some health issues. And, I'm sorry um, it, Joe. No, no, no. It's not that it's, it's Nothing, it's nothing it can't be... If you can be cured buy like homeopathic shit it's not really that bad I understand but I'm eating a lot less red meat now uh-huh. and I feel so much better interesting like I really improved like all my symptoms kind of are a lot better
1: what do you attribute that to
2: well um well basically it's a gallbladder issue so a uh-huh. gallbladder is like you shouldn't be eating red meat so sure. oh, no, I got
0: my gallbladder taken out I wouldn't fucking Did you really?
2: I wouldn't put up with that thing Oh <laughs> well, that, well but Isn't that, that really bad happened? Doesn't things go really quick out the back door then when you do that yeah. I've heard of horror stories Yeah I, You know I'm,
0: I've turned into a morning shitter which I never was in my life right. and I don't enjoy it Really? Because I have to get up. I'd rather stay in bed. I have to wake up to go to the bathroom. Oh, time. well, yeah. And then no. by the time that's
1: over with, I'm awake, you right. know? Plus the nine times you wake up in the middle of the night to pee for yeah. some reason. Oh. As long as you have one and one half beer, <laughs> somehow you're able to turn that
2: into, like, look,
1: 15 peas. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but uh, I'm I got too to... lazy. I'll sit there like, it's like training from comedy right. when you're like, oh, I just got gas. No, I'm not gonna stop for another seven hours. <laughs> 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 like my kidneys now can withstand anything. Like I can I can go to bed, here's how lazy I am. I can like have to take a piss when I go to bed yeah. and just like sleep a normal night and just wake Congratulations. up. Congratulations.
0: You know, but I, I used to be a champion just like you. I remember I drove from Chicago to St. Louis one time and I was like, well, I didn't stop one time, right? It was yeah. like, oh, look at this. And, uh, that's going now, in your career
1: notebook. Like, <laughs> goals, like, yeah. I
0: guess. But then I remember I took it. I took a girlfriend with me one time to St. Louis. And we stopped like three times. I was like, you got to, what the hell? Yeah. So anyway, that's when I realized, oh, uh, I, I don't I even think about it. But now my prostate and what have you, that have you turned 40, like that's a real thing. Right. And uh, yeah, so I got it. I have to pee all the time now.
1: Yeah, I, I try not to like, if I'm drink, if I'm drinking beers or something, uh-huh. there reaches a point in the night where it's just like, am I gonna get, is the buzz that I'm gonna get from this extra yeah. beer gonna be worth waking up? Yeah. At three, four, five in the morning. That's why I drink martinis, though. Martinis. <laughs> <laughs> so I just start less doing volume, shots. Less volume.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's
0: why I... Buck. I really, I'm just looking for that feeling, and one good martini
2: gives it to me, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But a good one? Ooh. Nah, I like, I like, I like three big crowns. Like, right. like this. Wow. And, then, and then I'm good. <laughs> I, I, when I'm on tap on his water glass for <laughs> the record. That was his water <laughs> well, glass. that's what I, that's the Joey B's. That's what they call at the punchline, the Joey B's. Yeah. It's like this and this. Yeah, because I mean I'm big. I love the and I've been drinking since I've been fucking You know, oh, right. in shorts, short sure pants. Is. So
1: yeah. last uh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Is that our,
2: that's like our teas in the water. Fuck,
1: I <laughs> They got it uh, from the tap and put it in that jar and really. Well, that's all. It. It that's all bad.
2: the bottled water is. It's all owned by Coca Cola anyway. Oh yeah. Like, most most of it is yes. Yeah. I Did a you lot guys of it,
1: for sure. yeah. read that uh, that uh, the environmental lawsuit against Nestle? Yeah. Who's been bottling Arrowhead
2: water since 1988 without a permit? <laughs> like, uh, you mean yeah. the Lake Arrowhead? or yeah, the, Or the bot, the people Arrowhead they they changed. The, but there's an Arrowhead spring,
1: and uh, I, I, I'm assuming it's like Arrowhead. Okay. But like the Nestle corporation had a license to tap into the spring, but they haven't renewed it for right in 27
2: years. And they're like,
1: yeah, that's fine. So, but a- Arrowhead's good,
2: and Crystal Geyser's good. The Sani is owned by Coke. Yes. And it tastes, like Europe, I mean, it tastes like it tastes like the it, like the tap tastes better than right. the Sani. Right. I, that's how I judge comedy clubs. Like, what's the free water situation? Like, what's gonna be in the green room? Right. Like the Sani. Get out! I'm walking. What is this Kirkland? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't even mind. Kirk, Kirkland's okay. Right. The Sani's terrible, and the other one that's like everywhere is terrible too. It's just hard to drink Poland water. Springs. Though
0: i know it's not good to drink fiji right because they're somehow raping the environment extra hard or something well i think it's because they have to export it they yeah. put it on jets and they fly in here Yeah, they and put so. it on ships and they send it and, then, and they get that extra thick plastic yeah. or something yeah. and uh, I can, are the people of fiji rich now because of that i don't think so i bet they're not <laughs> well
2: the tonga kid retired they huh? <laughs> <I bet laughs> well, go to was, fiji well even bottled water now even as a crystal geysers not even the plastics not even really plastic right it's like you could just squeeze it like you know like the fawns like right. with no no pressure which
1: is alright by me yeah. I don't need to I, I, if I if I could take a bottle and just refill it every time that's generally what I do that's technically we get, bad we, for you we get the sparklets delivered to my house oh the water that comes in my pipes NG it's no good so we have to just even to make coffee and all that other stuff I fill that up, but Really? Yeah. Where do you live? Santa Monica. But the place was like from the 70s. It's a nice apartment, but he hasn't the guy who owns it is. So it's the internal Yeah, so you turn it on and it's just like uh-huh. it's brown water that comes out like for the first like 30 seconds or a minute. Uh- so we really, like wash plates, but it's not like oh I'm going to the tap for <laughs> brushing glass or the, like little like rust flakes and pebbles. How's the teeth brushing situation? <laughs> um I don't really do- brush my teeth. I'm really? not yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, the neighbor uh, moved out of their apartment next door to ours, and they replaced the pipes and threw them into the garbage. And I went and took some photos of it. It was like, like a one-inch pipe had been corroded down to so like a one-eighth-inch pipe from rust and right. oxidation. Like, <laughs> well,
2: that's why I very rarely, dr- I never try to drink tap beer. I always drink it from a bottle because uh, I bartended forever, and I, and I mean some places, you know, like this uh, this place, or like you know, like uh, the, the uh, you um, know, I mean like a, a chain will have like a a system where the guy comes every week and they clean right. the. T- but you know, Ted's bar, somewhere like they don't they they probably haven't cleaned the tap ever. Right, right. Yeah. Ted's and, bar and, 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 and that's so how and so that's when I become a morning deucer. Right,
0: <laughs> dude. when I, I watch that, uh, Bar Rescue. You ever watch that show? Bar- yeah, every now and then. So those shows and I also watch those uh, shows those. Um, Robert uh, Irvine's restaurant makeover show, right? Oh, so with the guy who they had a hidden camera, he's like, He's stealing from the register. No, it's a different guy. It's a different guy. But uh so but he's this guy's a chef and he comes in and he tells him how to run their rest. It's amazing to me that people go into these businesses. You were talking about that. I would never yes, I, you know what, I won't eat in most places now right. because of these shows. Yeah. Right? and uh, you just see like these people have no experience they decide i was want to open a restaurant what did you do before i was a mailman what <laughs> what and what did you do i had nothing right and now we're doing this and they don't know what the and they got all the food not and i'm like what? there's no health inspectors ever uh. anywhere Anyway, so uh, I don't know how we got started on this, but I would not drink Joe out of the Joe working pack. at a bar in the tap. Yes, I would not drink
1: out of the tap. What is your restaurant experience? Well, I brought restaurant coupons <laughs> to people's
2: house
1: almost every day. I'm ready.
2: Remember those books? They don't make those anymore, do they? Did the internet do oh, away with those? Oh, the coupons? Yeah, you go miniature oh, golfing. Yeah. Oh, you remember yeah. everything in the world can be in a value pack book. Right. Yes, remember those
0: Val packs? That Val went away. Pack.
2: Hell yeah. That went away. I
1: remember, I'm trying to remember the comedian, but he's just, he had a joke like, if you go in a date, don't bring the pack coupon. <laughs> it's just like, what are we going to do tonight? What aren't we yeah. going to do? He <laughs> like fans, it out, know, had a whole act out with his hand. Yeah, and that's It's hilarious. just not going to end well. Even if you have the time of your life, you're just like, when it comes time, and you're at the doorstep, well, he brought the pack coupons. I've i I'm keep on dates before. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I, I yeah I don't I, um, I did do a thing where I went to a, a restaurant like a rib place and these people were like hey we have a coupon for fifty percent off yeah but you had to first spend a hundred dollars right. and then you got the so we were spending regular money like we actually had to order some more shit just to get it turned out not
2: to be a deal
1: <laughs> <laughs> half turned off out, like not. more than you would have spent anyway it's, it's like, like hey. I got
2: a, my wife got me a gift a hundred dollar gift certificate to Jose Bank. I got one, I got one freaking shirt. Oh, It was right? everything, yeah, cause everything was like, everything was so expensive. Like a hundred bucks got you nothing. I thought Joseph A. Bank was like the suit where it just four like
1: two, well, three, three ties, three
2: hankies, well, four suits. $99. No, that's like the Hollywood suit company. Uh, no, this is like, I mean, it's cool. Like if you buy one like a uh, cashmere sweater for 300 bucks, you get like two for free. But the initial purchase, its like one shirt was like it didn't even fit right. Right. And because I, I wear black all the time, you know, right. uh, and they're like, "Oh well," they go, "We like selling the black because it fades." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't want a white shirt." Right. And then literally one wash, it was like, I wore a, it was a once <laughs> <laughs> for a hundred bucks. There's Joe's wearing his signature charcoal gray shirt.
1: like <laughs> no it's
2: black! Nothing worse than a faded black shirt. Oh, it's like yeah. I mean I mean you know, it's like nothing looks worse for your career than like that even the shirt's old. Right.
1: How are things going for Joe? Faded black. <laughs> faded black shirt. I find myself always buying the same version of three different shirts. You know, it's like a white shirt, like a light blue shirt. Or like a, d- a darker black shirt with yeah. a check uh, some kind of I, pattern.
2: I, I have I have like three I have like four faces. Okay. I have uh the regular I have my black cashmere sweaters, I have four of them. I wear those like everywhere except you like you bought
1: one and they gave you three additional
2: sweaters. Well, uh, well no, I keep upgrading. you sweat through them. Right. But they're so great because they're good for the you know, the double to triple X dude, it doesn't look too bad. You feel like they never have to be ironed. Right. They're comfortable. Right. So I got like that look. Then they have the black sports shirt look, like golf shirt. Which right. is LA for everything LA. Right. Then they have like the black.
1: We're getting room. abortions, tying yourself to redwood tree. Yes, exactly. Just, exa- standard, exa- just yeah. the,
2: like standard issue. Like I don't care how I look at the at, at Barney's or right, right, right. or the comedy store, whatever. But I I can't. Fat guys can't wear T-shirts. I don't look good in T-shirts. I gotta have a collar. I call think you look great. Thank too. you. We, order, are we ready? To oh sure, yeah. You want to, you know. I, I'm, I'm ready. As I was going through my phases of, am uh, just
1: kidding. let's get there. to the goal. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Jimmy, do you know what you want? <laughs> I'm gonna get that chicken. Uh,
0: I would have the beef dip, please. The French dip? Yes. Any creamy horseradish on the side? Yeah, can I get a uh, couple of them? Two of uh, them?
2: And with uh, French fries for you or coleslaw? Coleslaw. Uh, I'll do that. Oh, Identical? Uh, yeah, unless they're going to do something that to- I don't know, French fries, couscous, mashed potato instead. Oh, it, you know, how is the coleslaw really good? Yeah, it is. I'll take the coleslaw. And did you need extra horseradish, or are you good with one? Uh, I'll probably go with one. Okay. And I'd like a Thai steak salad, please. Thank you. And that's it. Thanks so Thank much. you. Yes. Um, oh, okay, but then then they have regular black suit shirts. Right like five of those. Right. And then I have multi, all these rainbow-colored bright golf shirts I wear in the afternoons. Right. For but inclusion, they, to, to keep it yeah.
1: festive. Sure, yeah, keep it light, this is which festive. is what you're wearing right now.
2: Yes, you know? very festive. I've always been a fan of Penguin, Jimmy. Jimmy's wearing a Penguin shirt.
1: I always shirt.
0: make nice shirts. I want, I try to go in, I get them online. buy a lot of stuff online. Uh, and um, I also buy a lot of clothes for my wife online.
2: Nice. And, uh, you buy your wife's clothes? Yeah, mostly
0: because right. um, you know she came from an improv background, so she doesn't really know how to dress. <laughs>
2: and, uh, you know, stress she like she's trying to get a laugh. Oh. Anyway, no, I think the improv no, I background. I think she's is... from San Francisco. That's yeah. like women there that they have to dress. Yeah. It's, like, it's like it's like I like I like women that look like they want to look nice. Like in San Francisco, the hot chicks try to look like they're not. They don't want to get raped. Right.
0: Yes. Cool. No, well, my wife would always she wouldn't wear the. Uh, she has a very uh, curvy figure, and you know she looks better in tighter clothes. But she would always wear, you know, because she was on stage, she didn't want to wear. So now I just uh, buy her tighter clothes, and she looks fantastic. And uh, so that's how, it, that's that's what I mean by that when I say. Yeah, and so, plus uh,
1: it's a classy move. You're like, hey, honey, um, uh, yeah, she
0: she likes it, anyway, yeah. and and uh, I even buy her dresses online. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, I like this, but I like to get, uh, have these new magnetic collars, right? So you can get a collar stay that's metal, and then you get magnets. Wow. And then it makes your collar stay up nice, but you know, these shirts don't have a place for a collar. But right. the stress shirts that I get now. Interesting. I'll get all of them like that, so you're Because otherwise, you know, it's nothing worse than a droopy fucking collar. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Or
1: having like one droop, and the other one's yes. kind of like his place. Yes. And then if you like said to your like 19-year-old uh, your self, you're like, you know, when you become an old man, you're going to care how your collar looks. Like, oh, fuck. I that. always cared when so I was right. 19. I, oh, really? I even then, I cared how my collar looked. That's when
0: guys used to put their collars up. Yeah. Remember we're that? I was, remember, I was, I, there was a style. When I went to college, there were some guys who were so douchey. Yeah. They would wear two polos and
2: put both of the collars up. No. Did you guys ever see people? I like did. That? Yes. I did. Only
1: in the, uh Two polos.
2: Yeah. I went to Catholic <laughs> High Only School. Only Billy no. yeah,
1: from the 80s movies, yeah.
2: Yeah, Catholic High School, a lot of those dudes.
1: I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Too or the sweater that's tied around the, the shoulders, but not ironically, or like has a character. Oh, like Br- Bradley <laughs> not- Cooper in Wedding Crashers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Those dudes, but for real. Yeah. Remember uh, One Crazy Summer with John Cusack mm-hmm. Demi me Moore? That, uh, I didn't uh, see it. Yeah. No. it, but it was But basically they were in like Nantucket. And the douchey dicks were like, you know, it was like Jeremy Piven. And, yeah.
2: Uh, there was another guy. But he didn't have hair.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pre, pre-haired Jeremy Piven. Or he had the, the, the um, hairline that was probably you know, five inches higher than it is right
2: now. Well, it's so amazing that he was George in the George episode of Seinfeld. Yeah,
1: and that was his hairline,
2: for real, Yeah, yeah. What? What do you mean? Uh, it, there was a Seinfeld where they where they shot the Seinfeld pilot on Seinfeld. Yeah. So they read they did audition. And they had him. Audition is George. And he looked he, he looked, he looked yeah. way closer to George than Ari Gold. Right. 100%. And he had
1: the glasses and the whole thing. He was on the show and they shot the pilot. He he booked the part. And uh, um, that was where they had the Kramer where the guy who came in for Kramer stole the raisins. He's like, yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna accuse anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And actually, um, Melissa McQueen, whose show we did Barney's Meeting on Monday, her husband Pat Finn, uh, not Pat Finn, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Pat Finn's another guy. He played Bizarro Kramer
2: in an yeah. episode where no Elaine started
1: to hang out. With people that were so similar to them. Yeah, but they were like nice. Yeah, but they were nice. And they come went to over.
2: the library oh, and that's stuff. Funny. Yeah. She came in Bizarro and started Chick? snacking on no.
1: Bizarro Jerry's snacks, and he's like, "You could have asked." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, like Kramer. Bizarro Kramer knocked on the door. Yeah. Like, who is it? Kramer. <laughs> is okay, Cramer? come in. This hey, guy's just walking Cramer. in. Kramer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I stopped watching. Uh, I loved that show when it first came on. Seinfeld was certainly one of my all-time favorite shows. But then I just started doing comedy uh, and I, I just stopped watching everything.
1: It happens. You know, There's I just so many shows out there right now. And uh, now
0: I don't watch anything. Consider, except, yeah. Except those stupid, goofy uh, shows. But I, uh, I, I will say that John Cusack, who brought up a Demi Moore, he did a movie with uh, called Gross Point Blank, I think? Yeah. Mini Driver? That? Mini Driver. I'm a fan. Let me tell you something. That was a great movie, I think. Great movie. it was. I have to watch that movie over and over, and I have yeah. watched it a couple times, but he's got a scene in there with Minnie Driver where she finds out he's a professional killer. Yeah. And the rants that he goes on, and it's like that scene in The Godfather when, uh, yes, well business people don't have people killed.
2: Now who's being
0: naive?
2: Okay. <laughs> I remember right. saying that line. Remember the oh, comic yeah. Roddy Castro? He sells bike. Oh. He sells bikes now. Not like Dean Del Rey bikes, like Spider Man bikes, you know. Uh-huh. And um, he was. Uh, he said. Uh, he goes. Well, you know, if you're really talented, they'll find you, right? And I go, uh-huh. and I go who's naive now? Uh, well, uh, uh, it was one, of my, one of my favorite pulling out a movie quote ever. Who's the naive other, now? Yeah. The other great one is uh, you know Chris Neff. They're Chris Neff, his uh, wife's name's Karen. Yeah. So the best is she like she left the beer in the car to the Dodger game. Karen, that was all the beer we had. Karen,
0: that's all the money we had in the world, and you put it on the toilet.
1: They would have found it. I
0: had it hidden. Yeah. What was that uh,
1: uh, uh, um, Albert Brooks, Julie Haggerty when they like got in that RV and they oh, like lost. tried? Lost. What is that called? Lost in America. Lost in. Yeah, I think it was something like that. He's yeah. like, you can't even, you can't even use the word nest egg anymore. You're no longer. A, a bird lives in a round stick. And just. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have two
0: things over easy.
2: <laughs> I love the fact that Super Dave Osborne is his brother. Yeah. Super yeah. Dave Osborne was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like it never yeah. didn't kill me.
1: <laughs> it always. I remember. <laughs> it's always funny. Yeah. <laughs> Did he and break out he... on Bazaar with John Piner?
2: Yeah. That's where he got his. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, it was he was like was a supporting funny. player. Oh. He was great on uh, Larry David show too. Oh yeah. Oh, he's great on that show. Yeah. I, I, that's the one show that I wish would just keep coming back. I think they're bringing it back.
1: I auditioned for it probably three or four times. Really? And the audition for Curb is, uh, there's no scene, you just have a scenario on a slip of paper, and you go in it's just like, the last time I went in was uh, um, Larry witnesses a, hey, thank you very much, he witnesses like an auto accident or something, and um, you're a cop and you're trying to get him to stay because he has to be a a witness to the thing, but he's like in a hurry. So he's like, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I can't stay. But the audition is, you go in, it's Larry, he's like down where the audition happens, like on the kind of stage area, and then all the producers are sitting in uh, folding chairs in a line, like six or seven of them, just kind of like watching you. And it's 30 seconds, it's a minute, and they see what they see and you're you're out. I haven't booked it, but uh, it's like stressful. It's very stressful.
0: Yeah, I I remember I used to audition a lot uh, more. When I first got to L.A., I would audition.
1: And, man, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah, I, I, You know, here we wow. are. Hey, look, oh, at, look this. at this. Oh, this, thank my. you. Oh, my goodness. Thank, thank you, you very much. Much. And Actually, could, could I get a setup? I don't know that yeah. I... Oh, possibly. you know what? Thank you. Oh, and the oh, double hey,
2: horseradish. You. I know.
1: We did it, guys. Yeah, it, there is that thing, too. And, and you also know that anyone who's famous uh, auditioned and went in there and nailed it. Yeah. But I, you know, of course,
0: uh, uh, I remember the one of the first auditions I went on in LA, I got. Awesome. And it was because I, I remember I, I had just gotten tough. I got a commercial agent. And I looked at the sign in sheet. And it was all people I had known from television. Like, I'm like, I'm not fucking getting this. Yeah. So I just went in, I goofed off, and I got it. <laughs> and then that was like, oh, shit, you know, no. I, trying to get to that point it's, it's like stand-up comedy you have to like mind do a mind fuck yeah. on yourself like to pre- pretend like what you're doing isn't the thing that's the scariest thing in the world you have to like act like you're just talking like you're up there all day Amen, like ma'am. it doesn't matter and if yeah. you and if you let them know it matters it's like you're dead mm. yeah. that's a weird
1: thing but uh, this is delicious I need like four of these and then you chase it because you get that one job and then it comes through and you're just like, oh, I was hey. Yes. What what was the big transition for me? Was well, like about about eight years ago. I was able to stop doing anything besides acting in comedy, and you just say like, I, I don't have another day job. I, this is the this is the thing. And when you lean your shoulder that much into something, you're like, whoa! Oh, I hope there's enough stability in there at some yeah. point where I can. Continue to buy groceries on a weekly basis and uh, you know, still, not that there's any level of normalcy, but have something.
2: I think everyone in LA figured out that I can't remember more than two lines in a row. <laughs> you know how like you're supposed to kill, like you know how you're supposed to kill at the beginning? Like dude, everyone loves me until it's time to read the lines. Dude, I can't remember any of them ever. <laughs> like, I'm always like, oh, uh, fuck
1: But you can remember an hour you wrote by yourself.
2: Yeah, 100%. Crazy. But,
0: yeah, I mean, when I started in Chicago doing stand-up, it was really, it seemed really attainable to be able to be a full-time comedian. Yeah. In fact, I was pretty quickly. There was a lot of work. But um, I was waiting to be a headliner before I moved, right, or whatever. And then the, the, the crash happened, and I was like, well, I'm getting that fuck out of Dodge, right? club started closing like crazy. And I got lucky. I got a college agent, and that was just one college a month was enough to sustain me when I... And
1: so... Yeah. When uh, your, your threshold for income is just like... Mm-hmm. When I first moved to L.A., my first apartment, I shared with one of my brothers. Um, it was about four blocks north of the projects in Culver City, and it was $850 for a two-bedroom, two-bathroom with underground parking. And it I was just like, if I can somehow come up with $425 a month, yeah. and $200 for food, I just kind of came in and started doing PA work for free. And it just, you get a job that pays 50 bucks, you're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And I had to work like three days in a row. And-
2: Everything was cheap. I mean, I know that, but it's like, like I didn't, like I didn't have, I didn't have a television when I started comedy. I didn't have cable, so that was one hundred and fifty bucks I'm not spending. I didn't have a cell phone, so that's one hundred and fifty bucks I'm not spending. You know, I never drove anywhere in San Francisco. Like, I had my truck, but I never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I had, a, <laughs> I had a bus pass for thirty bucks. That was basically it. You know. Yeah. It's it like. Was- and the was rent was like, a, you know, rent was like whatever, like five hundred. But like people
0: could and people could like my I know certainly a lot of people in my family I come like from a big family, twelve kids. Wow, twelve kids. So I know a lot of my siblings like just didn't understand like their whole life is geared towards acquiring material things and establishing and security and family. Yeah. And then here, you know, I am basically the center of attention at a party every night, getting to fucking spout my quips. Yeah, And and I'm so clever, Everybody has to shut the fuck up and listen to me. (laughs) I mean, it's just an awesome thing to be doing. You're meeting your heroes along the way, and you're laughing your heads off. I mean, it's just was the most remarkable life. Yeah. And, you know, I don't regret it at all. I mean, (laughs) it it, it was just the greatest thing.
1: Awesome. I still feel that way. I really do. With ebbs and flows, you're still like, well, all weekend I was in Montana. And if I had never picked up a microphone... I would have never seen Montana in that way, yeah. you know? Like, hey, this is great.
0: I would have so, put that on the brochure. <laughs> Be a comedian, see Montana.
1: See Montana. <laughs> Go to Billings, make it happen. I was picking up like some like newspaper and real estate listings and stuff, and you're like, when you decide to hit the fucking button, where do you want it, your feet to land? And it was just like, 50 acres, your own river in a pond, 149, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, oh my goodness. Well, there wasn't a house on it where you could just like buy the land and
2: you put, a sit with...
1: put a tent on it.
2: Well, that's like everyone, you know, a lot of people I know, and a lot of people I know, I you know, are doing really well. And I'm not, I couldn't compete with them if I had a real anything. Right. But there's a lot of people who are just doing nothing. They have these huge houses like not in L.A. or New York.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like The secret is they're drowning in debt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Unhappy. Yeah, or they're, you know. That's why are you sport joke? Yeah. One, the one you're not using? Sure, the no. one I somehow got from Matt, probably. Okay, All good. Oh, that's, everything's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I just love it. I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I think the, the people that freak out about this business are the people that either, you know, went to college and had hopes and dreams or didn't understand or didn't get a good look at it at the beginning and understand what they were getting into. I, I, I lived probably four lives before I started doing comedy, and they were all hard. This is all gravy. <laughs> <Hey> man, <laughs> like, the people, that's like so people, like, people that bitch. I remember like, like people who bitch about like, oh my god, I had a five-hour layover. What you had to read the USA Day sports section twice? Right. Like, did they you ever have think two a bitch at
1: the yard house at the airport? Yeah. What? <laughs> that's
2: bullshit. Yeah, man. that's a tough day, man. Uh,
1: I say this all the time, but I haven't used my back to make money in years. You know. Not once, and I, that was my
2: almost my mo. Growing up, it was just blue collar stuff. And yeah, I mean that's all. I that's it. it's almost like my 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 back, you know, being operated. It's almost like my back being fucked is what is the best thing for my comedy because I really can only do I can do like three things. Like you know, I, I can run, I I can I can pick up money, I can bartend, and I can do labor. My back hurts. I can't do. The, uh, two of them, and the other one you really can't do. <laughs> right, they're you almost, shouldn't be. they so. off
1: the table. Yeah, yeah.
2: so I got to do well. Like it's what my wife. That's why my wife is so fun. Pro me and comic. Cause she knows what else am I gonna do? I can't sit in an office. My wife doesn't even let me go to Christmas parties. <laughs> I'm like oh, they don't need to know who you are. Now, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now you're going to the party. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere
2: else to go. But it's I, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget they had um Eddie Murphy, who to me, I don't know you I don't know where you guys but to me my generation of comics, a to me, eighty percent of them are doing comedy because of Eddie Murphy Delirious. And then Eddie Murphy Delirious was like our Beatles on Ed Sullivan, where then like the next day everyone got a guitar. To me, like everyone at school Monday, saw Eddie Murphy in the red suit, and like that was because every comic before that was like he had a shirt and tie on, and he's on Carson and trying to make little jokes, and oh, trying to get to you over. This guy had the bus boys open up for him and come out in a red suit and just kill. Him. Like I can still do that. I can still do the lyric, but I, 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 oh, he was in the house. He had so much money so fast. His Barbara Rose Waters interview was in a house in Long Island, it was a mansion he bought, that didn't have any furniture. He was too busy. And him and Robert, Robert were sitting on the floor because there was no furniture. Wow. She goes, Eddie, how did you make it out of the comic club? than your other friends did. He goes, they all had something to fall back on. I didn't have anything.
0: You know what? That's what um, I was reading an interview with that David Mammoth, the writer. And he uh, he, he gave say, this very similar thing. I asked him, "What's your advice to young writers?" And he said, "You know, it's a funny thing. I uh, I get that question a lot from from students who are getting their MFAs." And I asked them why they're getting their MFAs, and they said, in "Case you know, it gets tough. I have something to fall back on." He said, "Well, there's one thing I'm sure of. Uh, making a living in the arts is you're going to have tough times. <laughs> 100." percent And if you have something to fall back on, it's guaranteed you're going to fall back on. Yep. That's what he said.
1: MFA or not, I mean know. Um, would about so
2: the people who go to college for acting, or just wasting their parents' money? Like move to New York and be a waiter, Boy, and learn how to be an actor. <laughs> <money>. <laughs> what are you doing? So nep- You're learning, you know. Like my yeah. nephew has some talent,
0: right? And um, hes some talented kids? And uh, <clears throat> he wanted to go to acting school in Chicago, and it was going to cost my brother forty. And he was going to college for acting. And it was like forty thousand dollars or something a semester, wow. and I and I said, "Hey, a what? A semester? Yeah, holy, for a year? A year? I'm sorry, a year? No, okay, but um, it's, it's still, holy That's shit. a lot. Yeah, yeah forty thousand a year. It's and on this whole paycheck." Only for yeah. So I said, why don't you give him forty thousand dollars and send him to New York and tell him get him to get a bunch of acting classes? Here's a head start. Here's forty thousand dollars. That's what you should do. I mean, that that would help him immensely. If he really and he really does want to, you know, do yeah. it.
1: And uh, uh, go
0: go do stand up or take an know, improv class or do that would be much. You know, here give him the money to go into get into acting class yeah. or something.
1: Because even that's like three hundred, four hundred dollars yeah, a month, right? You know, but that's. Takes a a long time to go through forty grand at three hundred a month. So that's what I. But he
0: ended up uh, not doing that, and he 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 didn't go to those. He went to a less expensive school, and I mean, he was an RA, and so he did other things. But it still was. I mean, still like ten grand, I'm sure, a year out of pocket.
1: And very formative years. You could be playing some specific types as you're getting older.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big. I'm not big on college. I went to college, I got my degree, I, I wish I didn't. I wish I would've just went right into comedy. I didn't know you could go into comedy. I didn't know you could do this. Right, <laughs> right. And
1: uh, once I figured out you could do this, it was it was wild. Yeah, I went to junior college for one semester so that I could matriculate and sign up for more classes. The next semester, I, I signed up for one, then the next semester I signed up for five and just, I, ba- I bailed, I couldn't do it. And I was a merchant marine for five years, and then moved to LA. What does that that mean? It's basically people who work on ships uh, transporting cargo. You're you're like a a teamster, a sailor. It's like the truckers of the sea. Whereas people who would drive semis to the loading docks, they take it from there and just.
2: Oh right, right on. Yeah.
1: So uh, it wasn't comedy related. It wasn't any. I mean, it was a very specific education for that career. Sure. But. I don't regret, you
2: know. That's something like a bunch of half. fun though.
1: Yeah, it was pretty great.
2: You know, you saw the Thank world you very and stuff. Much.
1: Yeah, I was always the kid on every ship I went to. I was always a kid. I was like, you know, at least fifteen to twenty years younger than everyone I worked with. Whoa! I started when I was nineteen, and I got out yeah, when I was about twenty-four. Moved to LA. And, you know, so
0: I, I used to be a bricklayer, and I remember looking at these guys who were like in their fifties. You wow. like like I, I feel like shit. It's beating the shit out of me. How I can you guys how can I imagine doing this for thirty years and still doing it? I mean they do it in every kind of weather. That's a thing. I can't even take the heat now. I mean after I, I turned 30, I'm like, I can't take the
1: heat. Dude, it makes me dizzy. Yeah, I'll tell you. A friend of mine he was just like he was like, yeah, I just you know, after my fiftieth birthday my feet just started to hurt. And I was like was that like something happened to him? He's like, nah, no, I just Everyone, I wake up and they hurt,
0: and, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, when you hear people talking about raising the age of Social Security, it's always guys like Tom Brokaw. I swear to God, he was on Morning Joe the other day. And he goes, Yeah, friends my age think it's crazy we retire uh, when we do. We can move that up. Your friends? I mean, all your truck driver friends and <laughs> fireman friends and no. all your bricklayer friends, all the guys who work at UPS friends? I right. you mean, you know, those, those friends? Guys. Those guys want to still be loading trucks when they're 70. Yeah. Uh, security guards and uh, what what an out of touch and that's who our most
1: trusted newsman an Uh, out of touch millionaire with a fucking kerchief right the 68 year old guy working at Foot Locker does not (laughs) he's not there by choice you know yeah Yeah. it always makes me feel horrible when I see someone
0: you know who looks like you know that I want to be there (laughs) absolutely everybody
1: here (laughs) Thanks, Kierkegaard, <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe
2: well, all three of us, none of us. No, I mean, no, I mean you know, well, I remember, this is, uh, this is like, I was talking about, like, a, a John Mellencamp video, when I moved across country. Mellencamp
1: or Cougar Mellencamp?
2: John Cougar, oh, whatever uh, you say, I love great. that guy. <laughs> I, I, he's amazing. He's a good dude, too. Like, John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah, he's solid, he's solid people.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's so, uh, I like him, too,
2: a lot. Yeah. Like, he does a lot of good, th- know, you know, I it, well, it, but anyway, anyway, I was driving, and literally the guy—a guy mopping the McDonald's—and like outside of Oklahoma City, yeah. was a farmer. He had to work at McDonald's because his farm was shit in the bed. Well,
0: remember that? They, <laughs> I mean, is
2: like 25
0: years ago right? when we were kids. Wow. Uh, they used to have—I don't know, kids, but like maybe when I was in my teens. I remember they used to—they had a commercial running or a couple about where a guy was retired age. He had gray hair. His right. wife. And then he went and got a job at McDonald's. And it was like they made it a heartwarming thing and he's like, Oh I remember I remember the the dialogue. I, I remember that spot. The guy comes home and she goes, How'd it go? He goes, I don't know how they ever got along without me. And it's like Wow, cradle-to-the-grave minimum wage, right? This is the dream. This is your dream. You think that, when, so, when, so so that was to make us not feel bad about senior citizens? Right. Working at McDonald's for minimum wage? <laughs> was that what that commercial was for? Yeah, they're doing it by choice. <laughs> Boy, yeah, they, yeah, they love it. A, they're, they're not they love on the it.
1: brink of disaster. He, yeah,
0: doesn't, he doesn't want to relax with his wife all day. He'd rather go sling burgers for minimum wage.
2: It's America. Having a kid, I know, I, I know this. I, I really, they want you to either work at Target or go to jail. Like that's it. That's the bar in public school system. Mm-hmm. Smart enough just to be a cashier at Target, or we'll just get you. We'll just send you to jail. <laughs> it doesn't. One, one or the other. No they, 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 they don't. They don't need. They don't want it. You know. Yeah. But Once just, you get
1: out of jail, cashier at Target. We'll yeah, exactly. give you some work training. Give you yeah. Some,
2: Civil if mathematics. You know, yeah, if you get out. Once oh, so you're in the city. people are starting
0: to talk about making college free like the rest, like some other places in the world. Right. Which would be a great idea and it's super affordable. We could totally do it. If we could just stop bombing for about five minutes, yeah. we'd probably have <laughs> enough money to send everybody. We've been bombing the Middle East for 14 straight fucking years. They just committed to another
1: year in Afghanistan. I read that. His big thing—he wanted to get Afghanistan. I mean, it fell into his lap, and so you know, you gotta, yeah, do what
2: you do what you can with it, man. That's the big I saw him say the other the night on TV, expensive. though. Yeah. I saw him say on TV that he wants to pass the transportation bill that's gonna fix the bridges and the roads, and that would be huge. Yeah. Then you put people to work instead of instead, that works. instead of building any. over in any other shithole country. Yes. They should be... And I'll tell you, as soon as he came into office, he put the jobs program in, and they put, like, three extra streets in Pasadena, the road behind Target. It was like a dirt road forever. It became a road. Now there's a light. So you get out of jail, drive right to work? Yeah. yeah, Well, you know, that's... (laughs) But that's what this country needs. It needs people to have jobs like that, because, obviously, what, what, what happened to this country was everyone used to be able... To you know, have a job where you used your hands and you still had a house and three kids and you went on vacation. Yeah, well now 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 they've got rid of those jobs and no, and those guys aren't smart enough to compete with the Sandys that do it in India that like do the computer jobs. So there's a whole chunk of these are good people. They don't want to be criminals, they don't want to be broke, they don't want well, to so be unemployed, you they just compete. don't have the skills. Right. And yeah, and, and, and they can't make three cents a day doing it so yeah
0: so what what happened is uh we instituted supply side economics in 1980 and ever since then what we know what happens is money doesn't trickle down what it does is it travels upward and it gets concentrated wealth and that's what's happening and that's why we have less than 200 families that choose who are really are going to our leaders are they just came out with they control all the cash uh and guess what turns out that bloomberg news did a poll and you know about Citizens United, so now people can spend unlimited amounts of cash, right? right? <clears throat> Turns out eighty percent of Republicans, eighty percent of Democrats all agree that should be overturned. That's unbelievable. There's I don't know of any other issue we're, I can't get 80% agreement in my own house. Right. <laughs> so 80% agreement from Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. That poll came out. You know how much coverage you got in the news? Mainstream news media, meaning ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox, MSNBC. You know how much coverage you got? Zero. Not one mention. Yeah. And you know why that is? It's because those TV stations are standing to gain billions of dollars... Be, if the system stays the way it is, right. people spending unlimited amounts of cash, right. they're gonna say it's unbel- so. It's it's again. It's not. They don't have to lie to you. They just need to leave out all the shit that actually. I couldn't agree more.
1: And also, too, there's uh, there, there's two components. One, uh, if people don't have good jobs, really, the thing that that fuels America is the middle class tax base. If you make everyone really rich and really poor, all the infrastructure, all the right. whatever the superpower is, you know, that's that's gone within a generation. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, you can't. No one can work a job for three dollars a, a day or even an hour and they still expect to have, you know. Right. The American The,
2: the American dream. It, it, you, yeah. know
0: the, you know what? You know what? One of the consequences of strong unions was that when the country became more productive and you increased profits, it got shared with the people who generated them. Now, because that we don't have that, no matter how much, so we've been the economy's been growing. The economy's booming. Right. Wall Street's hitting records for five for five people.
2: Right. It, yes. it doesn't help
0: any. It doesn't exactly. Help us. Right. So, it, but none of that wealth gets gets shared with the people who generate it. Right. Right. And so that's a, so that's what Bernie Sanders keeps talking about. Uh, but he needs to be clearer. He's scaring people by saying he's a socialist. Yeah. Because people think when they hear socialist, oh, he's going to make everybody equally poor. Right. Instead of no, we're a richer, our country's rich beyond imagination. Right. We're the richest country in the face of Germany, by the way, people don't realize free health care. Right. Free college. Yes. They have the strongest economy in Europe, and they work less hours than the French. So, it just goes to show you, it can be done. Yeah. And it's just because the people in charge of this country... D- By the way, the criminals bought the news media, so that's why we're living in
1: this... The fox country. is in the hen house. That's right. Literally. Yeah, literally. Well, if
2: Bernie Sanders' numbers go up anymore, but am going to be in my death pool. Right. <laughs> They're not going to let them win. They won't let them. They
1: win. won't. Let I also them win. think too with like corporate profits and stuff. It's just like how how much of a dividend do you need to pay to your stockholders? If you gave them like five cents less per share, and you gave people more per per hour and with a better benefit, that would so sustain your business and yeah. your profit, and also your corporate image. Well, I mean, know?
2: well, like well, people, you know, I mean, like you know, like I grew up in Pittsburgh, so people, you know, Andrew Carnegie. Threw people and the still, you know, threw him into the, into, you know, he, he was a tyrant. But he built libraries. Correct. You know, and like he built museums. Like, how much money do these people need? Right. That's what gets me. Yeah, Get they like I mean, I mean, literally, like, I mean, like, you know, it's like, I mean, it, it, you know, it's like, it's like, like the, the Walmart family. Right? The so Walton? The, or, the Walton. Yeah, who Walton, yeah.
0: owns Walmart. Sam something. They're worth like $80 billion, $80 billion. right? And the people who generate those profits have to be on government assistance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's what are you going to do with $80 billion? That's right. 800... What is that? Eight thousand hundred million. dollars I don't even know how many zeros I can't it even, is. I'm not a math guy. That's a lot. Yeah. But,
1: but there's also guys like Eli Broad, uh, uh, who has all that kind of money, and then like every... Uh, museum and you know performance
2: spaces, the road stages uh-huh. and, the, and the.
1: You know, well, I'm sure he's not hurting. Well,
2: well, well, there is a thing where, like, I, I know that the guy, the Bill Gates, he's one of the founders, that they're sworn to like they're going to die like penniless, and they try to give all their money Four away. You know what it. I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like they're like they always, they all they do is give away money. Like they give away so much money a year, right? So that they just keep it's giving an away. Yeah, but there's like a group of them. Like the twenty richest people, or something—not all of them, but they're all like, "Yeah, we don't need all this money." Yeah, We're they're gonna—they're gonna,
1: gonna die penniless by choice. Yeah, they're yeah, so <laughs> just gonna die penniless. It's out of their hands.
2: Yeah, that's funny. Well, that's my retirement hey, plan: just you. die early. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great that's, plan. Uh, that's it. yeah. It really is.
1: You know, die by <laughs> my. <head.
2: laughs> people are
0: dying. Uh, people are dying young all over the place. Oh, look at James Gandolfini, that guy.
2: Yeah, and, and then they made him out like he's a. Mo- oh my God, he had three rum and cokes and a. They they like, they listed what he drank. It's like he's a fucking $270, 300 three hundred pound guy. He can have six drinks. He's on vacation. Right. I hate the way they just go through like he was an animal. He was with his kid on vacation in Italy. Give the man a break. Yeah. Sure, he had cocaine and he's a big guy." You know. He's, he's in Italy. I don't know, I man. It's like let me. I mean, and that's what gives me. I, that's what I really hate about the news is the, the, the pompous two-faced pieces of shit on the news. Especially look at people like, oh, in in whatever, the guy's like, oh, so-and-so, convicted of drinking and driving. Like, really, Anchorman, you've never had a couple pops and got behind the wheel, you pompous asshole.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like, it's like... I, so I self-serving. I don't think I've
2: known, certainly in my generation,
0: everyone I know at one time or another has drifted They've driven in a situation where they can be considered illegal. One hundred percent. <laughs> okay, right. Right. Thank you very much. Here, let me let me take no, care no, of that, Matt. I, nope, th- nope. Thanks nope, for. Nope. I appreciate nope, you accommodating nope, me. Nope, really? No, Jimmy. It I would be my pleasure.
1: I won't hear it, Jimmy. Please. I won't it hear it. It would be my pleasure. I won't hear it. Thank you. Thank okay, you, Matt. Thank you very much. This is, that was amazing. It, I feel it's guilty. A it would make to me feel better if you
2: let me do that. So when 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 are we going to do the one when this doesn't come out good? Where are we going then?
1: This is great. This is great. This is exactly the way it should. It happen. usually
2: is
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, uh, there, yeah. Just so people know, there was a little bit of a mix-up, and we almost ended up going to. We dumb. almost
2: got the uh, cheese fries well, instead of <laughs> uh, the delicious, delicious. Oh, that was delicious. It really, I'll tell you what, it really was delicious. does not right. have a. It's a wonderful sandwich. It's,
1: it's, a wonderful a, sandwich. it's worth it. Uh, they oh. bar- they do not have it at Barney's Beanery. I'll say that much. No, they have other things. They have the beer that has the the tap that has not been changed since <laughs> Joe used to work there. Well, you know, was, you
2: you can smell as soon as you walk in that place. It smells like every bar I've ever worked in. One hundred percent. It's it's trapped in the carpet. Is that what it is?
1: I think so. I mean,
2: it's and it's all trapped
1: and meshed down. You just like it smells like a beer that's been like left it out. Smells like a fraternity
2: house. Yeah.
0: That would have no. been so depressing. I could not have gotten through. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this
0: worked like, out oh, great. Oh, I was supposed to, I uh, was looking forward to it. The first thing I thought when I
2: woke up, Oh, Yeah, it's great, I'm glad
1: it worked today. out. Yeah.
2: And today. I was trying to be the mediator peacemaker, like, oh,
1: well, no, I, don't
2: if I but if I would have known how good this sandwich was, I would have been thoroughly in your boat.
1: No, <laughs> hey, we're all in the boat, we're here. The frat house. Okay. I remember I uh, uh, was working. I was on the crew of some movie, and we were shooting in a fraternity house, and it had that smell of barneys. Oh. And we were like in the middle of like some like setup or something. When, like one of the frat guys who lived there, uh, you know, came home with his backpack on. He was like shaking his head. Can Thank I get a Can I get
0: a glass of water, please?
1: Oh, and uh, uh, and he was like shaking his head at the crew, and and some guy was talking to me. Hey, how's it going, man? He's like, you guys are making a movie about it. I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> With just the bravado, only a 20-year-old who's never accomplished anything can happen. I'm living it, man. You fucking squares. You just try to capture the moment on here. So funny. It was
2: really great. <laughs> was, and it there like wasn't a, like, was it a Van Wilder movie or whatever? No. It's so funny.
1: No, it was a movie called Sorority Boys. Uh, it, had, it was Harlan Williams, uh, Barry Watson, and Michael Rosenbaum where they dressed... It was basically Booz and Buddies, only oh, they lived in a sor- uh, sorority house because they couldn't get into a fraternity, so... Yeah, that's bosom Buddies. That's Booz and Buddies all the way. There's only, like, so many uh, paradigms you could say, oh, yeah, that's... that's oh, that's Freaky Friday. That's Booz and Buddies. That's... How, yeah,
0: how are we gonna get a, ga- a guy? Guys dressed up like women for fun. Right.
2: That was uh, James. Uh, James. That's Tony Curtis. That's the original.
0: Oh yeah, am like it hot. Yeah. yeah it's all. That's some like. like a that's hat. like. But uh, you no know, new ideas under the sun. Remember the guy who was in those buddies? Thank you. Was the buddies with uh, Tom Hanks? I forget. Yeah, he Peter was in Newhart. Is that his name? Yeah, he was in Newhart. Yeah, then he went to Newhart.
2: Peter Scolari I still watch the old. It was great, my kid, because I don't put up with. The Disney shit and the uh, I don't put up with any of that nouveau shit. Right? that um, I make her watch like we watch Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart? And she loves Bob New- Bob Newhart, the original one. It's just uh, Mr. Hartley is the best. It's a classic.
1: <laughs> my uh, my nephew just graduated uh, high school, and Bob Newhart's granddaughter was in his graduating class, and he gave the commencement speech. Really? At the, yeah, it was uh, uh, Oak Park High School. And so he was up there just talking and, you know, so you all the time.
2: So you guys are Illinois guys? No, Oak Park, California. Oh, okay. No, Oak Park, California. I, um, I met
0: him did in, you? Uh, backstage or in the green room at uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Him and Don Rickles were there. Oh. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: and so I was with Todd wow. Glass and uh, <laughs> we, you know, they were, they, so we kind of like had to be led into their special room. Sure,
1: the, the Holy of Holies.
0: Yeah, right. Right. And uh, so. You know, there was like a re- roped off, right, to go, and it was roped off, and we got to go on the other rope, and so we get in there, and they're sitting, and there's just stacks of sandwiches. It's just, like, got to be a hundred sandwiches just stacked, you know, on tr- serving trays, like, like, who's going to eat all these fucking sandwiches? Anyway, and they're sitting behind him, and their are the wives, and they're sitting behind these stacks of sandwiches, and they...
1: I just picture that, too. Bring me another one. Bring this one. Bring me another one. Uh, and they go,
0: these are... Uh, he uh, "This is Todd Glass and Jimmy Dore. Todd, uh, Todd had something for him to sign. He had a shirt of Don Rickles or something that uh, he had put in a glass box, and he yeah. wanted Don to sign it, Wow or something." And uh, and then I said the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Don had Don Rickles had just done the show, and so he he goes, uh, "What's your name?" And I said, Do "You know, Jimmy Which Dore? Dore. And he said, uh, "You're a comic." And I said, uh, "Yeah." I said, uh, "Don't worry about it." I, uh, I ate it when I did uh, Kimmel too. Don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> did he, you just get done doing a set?
0: No, he did. He oh. would, you know, he would, he would did the show. Yeah. And I said, "Don't worry about it." I, I ate it when I did it too. And uh, he goes,
1: "Huh?"
0: <laughs> and I just go, "Nothing." <laughs>
1: Nothing. You tried to the roast him. idiot such wow. a fucking hey, idiot. That's, that's worth it, you know, because he's that guy who would say that line, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I don't know. Oh,
0: <laughs> dude. And then that, that, that's all I remember. Uh, I remember Bob Newhart said hello. Their wives were with them. Yeah. And uh, that, I just remember they said hello and then that, everything goes black after I... I, yeah.
1: I almost left because we were sitting in like if the, the commencement was on a football field and like they had this the podium down there and I was sitting in the stands. After he let off, I was like, he's going right to his car and he's going to take off. I almost left the graduation ceremony to try and like, Uh you know, but I didn't want to, I didn't, but you know, I don't, I I try not to fan off if I can help it. The only person I remember like approaching at a restaurant was Mel Brooks. He was like eating at, uh, (laughs) and and I went up to him and he was, he he was there with his wife. And I said, "Um, uh, Mr. Brooks, my name is Matt Knutson. I'm a a big, big fan. He's like, Matt Knutson, you've got great taste.
2: And I was like, that's
1: great. If you said that line a million times, I'll take it. I had my thing, and I, you know.
2: I love that so much more. (laughs) Like I've never been an autograph guy. I've never been a picture guy. I just like when you just meet someone and then they're cool, and then that's it. And then that's it. And then you move on. And you have a story. It's so much better than, like, hey, because everything else is bothering them. And they've
1: heard it. They've heard it all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: still on the road, right? Rickles is still touring? Yeah, I, you I, know what I I saw his name
2: I, on the I, market I, at the Canyon Club. I saw him twice. Yeah. I saw him twice. The first time I was rolling really good and I flew my buddy out for his birthday. Yeah, wow. we got Limo in Vegas. Ooh. He was on he was still Rickles, like on the, the big the, band the, the whole
1: thing. Yeah, the big band
2: <laughs> and the opening guy like sang Sinatra songs. Yeah, it was wow. Vegas. Wow. Sure. Second time I was with a comedy buddy of mine, he had never seen him before. And it was in an Indian casino somewhere like, you know, Palm Springs. And um, it was not good. Uh, like he, he turned old. Interesting. Like he did a joke twice. Uh, and my buddy, like, he did a joke twice. Oh, yeah. And he did a World War II joke. Which is like, you don't, you don't think about it, but it's too like...
1: Too soon! Right?
2: Well, it's <laughs> like, my uncle was 90. He was in World War II. He's like, they stopped having reunions. Like, it was just like, it just seemed really... But the, the main, the problem was, though, was he couldn't follow Tony Orlando. Tony Orlando destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did, like, an hour 15 up front. And yeah, I mean, music or kind yeah, of Yeah, music, but he, then he did a drum solo. It was like seeing Jesus Christ. I'm tell, he had songs he didn't know were his. Like, oh, like, he was killing, he was like... 80 year olds are throwing the pens on stage. Wow. It was, you know, it was like too much. Like half the crowd was spent. Right. I always thought that was just a Don song. It was it, Tony
1: Orlando. And yeah,
2: I. it was a lot of, it was like five or six yeah. songs that were I like, know. damn. Wow. Not wow. three times on wow. the Z. Yeah. Day. And he was telling stories. Twice and on just,
0: the pipes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The Ain't gonna show. Yeah, I remember that song. You, know, you go, oh my god, that's right. He's yeah, like, that's right.
2: like just like oh, there's dude. like six of them. Yeah. Like, and he did his he did like a drum solo. like he was it was really like Impressive the, Yeah, it was like damn, he just should have right. and, 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 and 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 I loved it, it was great, but it was kind of like man, you should have it wasn't book right. Right. You know what I mean? Like like he can't do that and then have Don come out and I So
1: mean, it was Tony Orlando and Don.
2: Yeah. Ah! Going. Yeah,
1: I think anyone who's a household name has the goods. If you have stuck around long enough to be, you know, established, you're not going to go to the show for the most part and say, like, ah, oh, yeah, his music wasn't that good. It's just like, like Neil Diamond, there's no question in my mind. I've never seen him live. Yeah. But he blows the roof off the place, every place he goes. Sure. You know. I did, Oates. See, uh, <coughs> Oates, yeah. I did see... I did see,
0: what's Don Cashain. what's his name, uh, Tony... No, what's his name... Uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Uh, it, and he must have had a cold. Oh, really? Yeah, it was not. Wasn't that good? Could not hit the notes. Interesting. So... My theory immediately blown out of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> so he must have had a cold. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And he had a guy there that would, like, hit the notes for him, right? He had a young guy there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Like, underneath the stage or something? No, like, he
0: would sing the... He would take parts of the song, like, the harder parts and stuff. It was weird. Yeah.
1: I saw Dylan at the Palladium. He couldn't couldn't hit it. I've seen him a couple times, but most recently at the Palladium. He would, like, talk through the part. Talk through. You know, it's like, how does it feel Yeah. to Uh, be on your own, you know? And uh, it was like his band was rocking and that you could be, breathe to the crescendo where everyone's like how oh, does it they wanted to sing along yeah. but he would just yeah. How yeah. Yeah. How's, how's it how's <laughs> it Yeah, Yeah.
2: brian johnson sounded good at, for acdc yeah. i was shocked he brought wow. it wow wow it was like the almost the, end of the second to last day of the tour in san francisco he brought it wow well, I, I opened for the beach boys wow probably 10 years ago holy shit and that's uh, awesome
0: and uh, they they also had a couple young guys. It was funny. He had Bob that Bob Love guy. Is that his name? Yes.
1: And he, I believe he's uh, Kevin Love's father. Or there's he's the uncle's of the, the Beach Boys. The lead singer.
0: Of, yeah. the, of the Beach it's Boys. It's his uncle. Okay. So okay, so Brian Wilson wasn't there with right. the leads, but the guys <laughs> whoever tour as the Beach Boys. So and they had some young guys there to sing songs. And he had a funny line about. It. He goes, boy, if I'd have known. We'd still be doing these songs. I would. Uh, I wouldn't have wrote so many high ones.
1: Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you can hit when you're like 22. Yeah.
0: So. Oh man. Um, but it was great. You know, they still. There's still women throwing themselves at him after the show. Oh, yeah,
1: of course. It was wild. It was wild. I think also too once you get to be like like the way Newton, we just like or uh, any of those Engelbert dance Oh,
2: just. my grandmother almost rushed the stage in Engelbert. <laughs> Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Like, she was, you know, in her last five years of her life. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, my dad and my mom took her and she's there. And there's, and my dad's like, look at all these crazy women rushing the stage. And my, and my grandma goes, do you think I can make it? <laughs> my dad's like, Sew Look Sew at all man. those
1: crazy women rushing the stage. Mom? mom?
2: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, the um, I uh uh forget his name. Oh, Albert hey, oh, Hubbard. Uh, no, no. Well, I would. The Bridge School benefit, the Neil Young benefit in oh, San yeah. Francisco, is a big deal. And I work for Bill Graham, so he just, he won, we actually had to pay for tickets for the benefit. But, but just to get in, that's pretty. Yeah, but every every like three or four years, the lineup would just be like insane. Where like I wouldn't go every year, but every night we get the word like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Right. So one year it was uh, Tom Jones, or, uh, or I'm sorry, Tony Bennett, and. Um, Tony Bennett and uh, Paul McCartney. Wow. And Paul Mac- and, to- and Tony Bennett just. This is qu- quintessential San Francisco, though. Tony Bennett is singing, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, and some whore is behind me on the cell phone. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Like, that's, San Fr- that, that's the epitome of San Francisco. Oh. But, so it's just how cool that aura, like, you know, just the, the charisma. To- Paul McCartney comes out before he sings a song and just goes, I just met Tony Bennett. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh, that's funny. Classic. How could you tell she was a whore? She was like on the phone, like <laughs> yeah. the blow job. Oh, yeah, I, I just hide. I call. They're all yeah. they're all whores. They're all <laughs> anyone who behaves disagreeably. She's, with <laughs> She's <a> whore. She's <laughs>
2: loose.
1: Very fifties, Jimmy. Really well done. Of loose women.
2: Loose Ugh. skirts. Skirts. That's what they call the. That's what they call the uh the the the, the lightning and loafers defenseman on our on my podcast. Skirts. Yes, that's he's a cool. skirt. Oh, that's so it's funny. a nice way of calling him a broad what's, word.
1: What's the, uh, what's the name of your podcast, Joe? Uh, puck Off. Hey, actually, that's a great way to wrap up the show. When people ask how they can find you online, what do you say? And I'll hit stop.
2: Oh, um, I'm at Joe Bartnick. If you like hockey, um, I have a podcast. It's pretty good. You and Frazier Smith, right? People like it. Yes, me and Love the great Fraser Fraser Smith. Smith. Uh, he's
1: a, uh, I just saw Frazier's image on a billboard for KLOS. He's got like a
2: uh, DJ spot on Sundays. I yeah, mean, yeah, well, to... he's on every Sunday it's and amazing. He's, he's getting more work on the weeknights too now. He's like a, you know, a renaissance. He's the best. He's the and best. He's at the ice house all the time. Yeah, and at uh, Laugh Factory and the Comedy store. He's the best. If you like hockey, um, I'm a puck off. If you like me shitting around uh, in sensitivity training, and if you want to see me live, uh, at Joe Bartnick or uh, joebartnick.com
1: And aren't you opening for Bill Burr these days?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm with Bill Burr a lot these days. Love it, man. Congrats. Man,
1: the
0: man with the belt. <laughs> That's Ric Flair. He's up Woo! there. Yeah, he's up there. Oh, I was telling you, uh, you got have it, podcast, the
1: baba, the that?
0: Of course, I have the Jimmy Dore show, which is, uh, we make fun of the news and I do that with Frank Conniff and Mike McRae and Robert Yesimer and a couple of other people. Uh, Michael Schertzer, Steph Samurano. So that's, uh, that's my main thing. But I have a special I just dropped last week called "Sentence to Live. Hey, congratulations. And that's out on Hulu. And uh, let's see. And my book was the number one seller at Politicon this year. Officially. Dude, that is awesome, Jimmy. So as my book Sold your your country's just not that into you. And uh, <laughs> you can find all that stuff over at dot And he's spelled D-O-R-E.
1: com.
2: Speaking of wordplay book titles, my yes. book is out in paperback now. Yes. After being an e-bestseller, which is whatever, right. but it's called You Might Be a Douchebag. Right. Perfect for the holidays. <laughs>
1: great. Thank you again, guys. This is super great. This is awesome. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> great sandwich. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was the show. That was episode 80 of the Grabbing Life podcast. Make sure and find Jimmy Dore and Joe Bartnick and, dare I say, Matt Knudsen online. Support all of their endeavors. And uh, just remember, high tide raises all the bucks. Thanks so much for listening. We will uh, we will catch you next time on Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Go to grabbinglunch.com, MattKennison.com, JimmyDoreComedy.com, and JoeBartnick.com. Okay, thanks so much. And in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. good night. This has been a Sexpot Comedy Joint,
0: collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalifari, headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller.